Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, welcome back to Road to Midterms. Our, uh, we have a podcast. It's called Politics by Faith. And you can download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. And the point is to take a story or something in the news that's giving you anxiety, that's giving me anxiety, and give some historical perspective and some biblical peace so that we can make the anxiety go away, we can think clearly, make good decisions. So again, that podcast is available everywhere, Politics by Faith. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I sound different because it's a different microphone because this is the last segment of our TV show that airs on the first TV called Road to Midterm, seven o'clock every day. Um, I want to, however you're listening, thank you for taking the time. We were just talking with Carol Roth about how no one's working anymore. <laughs> and it's like, what are they doing? Where, where's everyone who's not working? I don't know. I, I see help wanted signs everywhere. You ask any employer what the hardest part of staying in business today is, and they'll say finding good help, finding employees who will show up, show up. It used to be finding employees who aren't on drugs and who won't steal from you. That used to be the standard. At least they'll show up. Now it's just finding anybody who will, anybody who will even apply. Anybody who wants to work at all. And I ask people why this is the case. Why is it so hard to find help? And, and they'll say, oh, well, you know, unemployment from COVID. And, and I'm like, yeah, but that's over. No, like no state is still giving out COVID relief money, are they? What are people doing who are not working? People who were working and now are not working, what are they doing? How are people paying for food? What's going on today with our culture of work? Back in the day, it was unfathomable to not work. When a young Frederick Douglass, who was born a slave, when he was, he was free, but he was a boy, he, he was like 10 years old, he hiked like 100 miles because he heard there was a school that he might be able to go to. And he got to the city that the school was in and he didn't have any money for food. So he went to the dock and he asked if he could work. He asked the guy there, can I do some work so that I can earn some breakfast? The idea of Frederick Douglass, even as a boy, of just asking for money wasn't even an option. He didn't go to the guy and say, hey, can I have some money for, for food? He said, can I work and earn money for food? Of course he was gonna work for it. In the movie Cinderella Man, have you seen it? True story. Braddock, he reluctantly took welfare money, he didn't want to, but then he won his next fight and he returned the $300 to the welfare office. Today, are there that many Americans who are just on welfare and fine with it? Man, things have changed. We used to have a culture of hard work in this country. That's rare. Where did that culture come from, that hard work culture? It didn't used to be that way. Not every culture values hard work like we do, like we used to. Not every culture does. So let's go back to medieval times. Let's get a little historical perspective here, right? Let's go back to medieval times. In medieval times, the clergy made a distinction between sacred spaces and secular spaces. The sacred spaces were of God, 
and the secular spaces were not. There was no God in the secular spaces. Right? That, was, that was the distinction. The English Reformation came in the 1500s and broke that division. So now all space was sacred, including your job. And therefore, hard work was seen as a Christian virtue and even as a form of worship. Now this happened, again, English Reformation, 1500s, this happened right before the colonists came to America. So they brought this culture over with them to the new world, this Protestant work ethic that you've heard of before. That's where it comes from. So let's break down both of these, right? So this first one, again, all space is sacred. So again, medieval times, the priest, they were in the sacred space. They were separate from the secular. You live down in the secular spaces. The Protestant Reformation broke that distinction. So now all Christians have equal access to God. All Christians have equal access to Scripture. The Bible is now written in English, not Latin anymore. All Christians have equal value and dignity, and all places are sacred. All vocations, all roles, all jobs are sacred and matter. So now even the most menial tasks are an act of service to God. Everything is sacred. And I, I kid you not, this happened last week to me. I was in Montrose, Colorado, giving a speech at a pro-life pregnancy center. Salt-of-the-earth people in Montrose, Colorado. And the guy who picked me up from the Montrose airport, Steve, uh, we were just chatting, and he said he used to fix, he's retired now, but he used to fix copy machines and fax machines, and he hated his job, hated it, and especially hated one of his clients, Jim, was it? hated this client, and he was miserable every day because he hated working for this guy, and he went to his wife, and he was complaining for the millionth time, and his wife said, Steve, it's not Jim's copy machine that you're fixing, it's Jesus's copy machine. Now, you can scoff at that silly line. Oh, it's Jesus' coffee machine. You see the point, though? All your work is sacred. All of your work is, can, be, can be an act of worship to God. All work can be done with a holy approach and attitude. And it's in the Bible. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So whose copy machine is it? Martin Luther King Jr. talked about this. He said, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets as Michelangelo painted, or as Beethoven composed music, or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. Every job sacred in an act of worship. Thomas Beacon, he wrote a book called The Flower of, of Godly Prayers. Uh, flower means uh, the finest, the, the finest of godly prayers, around the 1550s. And there's a whole section called uh, A General Prayer That All Men May uh, Walk in Their Vocation and Calling. A General Prayer That All Men May Walk in Their Vocation and and their calling. And the prayer is about glorifying God in everything you do. Now, what was the fruit of that? Well, buildings like this. Humans used to make things like this in the 1500s. Now, if you're listening to this on the podcast right now, uh, what we're playing on the screen is the Basilica of the Holy Annunciation in Florence, Italy. You can Google uh, Basilica and Florence, whatever, any of these cathedrals, you know what I'm talking about. But this one in particular, the ceiling on the cathedral is absolutely spectacular. It's breathtaking. Look at that. We, can, we, don't, we, don't, we don't do anything like this today. We don't build buildings like this. Why not? Because buildings used to be made for God. And how we worked 
was for God. The excellence we put into everything we do wasn't for us, wasn't for man, it was for God. It wasn't even for self-fulfillment, it was a form of worship. And now everything we do is for man. And of course, therefore, it's all very ugly. So that's number one, every place is sacred. Number two, the second aspect of the English Reformation of the 1500s that uh, applies to us today in our culture of work was because everything was an act of worship, you had to do what they call back then earnest diligence, hard work. It just means hard work. You have to work hard. Because all jobs are holy in God's sight, you must engage in your work with diligence and industriousness and self-governance, meaning you're, you're initiated by yourself, self-discipline, perseverance, you never give up. These are all Christian virtues. Laziness was sinful. Sloth, one of the seven deadly sins. One of my favorite Proverbs, 26.14 says, as a door swings back and forth on its hinges, so the lazy person turns over in bed. So this is like someone who's just laying in bed and just like goes from its left shoulder to his right shoulder to his left shoulder, trying to get comfortable and can't get comfortable, like a door swinging back and forth. I love that visual. And then the next line is, lazy people take food in their hand, but don't even lift it to their mouths. Right, so you got food right here, but you can't, you're so lazy, you won't even feed yourself because it's right. 1500s, John Hooper, he said, idleness is a, is, as f is a fleshly and perverse sin. It is the wellspring and root of all vice. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Today, there is a cultural trend in America called quiet quitting. Have you heard about this? Quiet quitting. It's where you do the bare minimum to not get fired. You never go above and beyond. You never do a little bit extra. You just do the bare minimum. This is the opposite of the work ethic we used to have in America. Literally the exact opposite. So you have a lot of people not working at all. And then even some people, a lot of people who are working are doing this quiet quitting nonsense where they're doing almost nothing at all anyway. It's the exact opposite of who we used to be. I hope that's clear. I hope that's clear how important culture is and what happens when you stop cultivating culture that comes from the same root word. The, 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 the Latin root word of culture means to till the soil, right? Which makes sense because you, when you're born, you are planted in a soil. That is the culture that you set your roots in. That's how you see the world based off the roots that you set. And we need to cultivate your life, but also cultivate the culture around us and the culture that we're planting new lives in. And when you stop cultivating that soil, it gets toxic. When you stop lifting up what is good, you end up with a nation of quiet quitters. At best, everyone else on welfare. We used to see work as a way to worship God. 
So people worked as hard as possible. Today, people work as little as possible, or not at all. And it's so sad because the colonists who came to America, they all grew up in that culture of work I was talking about. They were all products of the English Reformation. And thank goodness, because if they didn't have it, they wouldn't have made it. Could you, would you have made a trip across the ocean as a colonist today with how strong you are today? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it across the ocean, let alone those first few winters, how weak I am. It's too chilly here. Thank God they had that culture. If the, if the colonists and our founders did not have that work ethic and that idea of personal responsibility that they had, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't have it. Thank God. Moses wrote in Psalm 90, he said, establish the work of our hands. He's talking to God. Thank God, it's all due to you. All thanks to you. Establish the work of our hands. And God did. You know, the president, Biden, he'll say that we have a low unemployment rate. He'll brag about a low unemployment rate. But that's because so many people aren't even looking for work. So they don't get counted towards that rate. So what are they doing? I don't know. But it's not good. It's not for the, good for the economy. It's not good for our, our country, just socially. Arthur C. Brooks, he has a great book. It's called The Conservative Heart. And uh, the premise of it is there's four things that you need to live a, a happy life. Faith, family, community, and meaningful work. Now, I'm not saying your job has to be super fun all the time. As my dad used to say, you know, I don't want to go to work. He's like, yeah, that's why they call it work. I'm not saying it has to be super fun. But can it be used to glorify God? And can it be used to provide for your family? Yes? Great, then it's meaningful. Like this coal miner at a Kentucky basketball game. The coach of Kentucky, Calipari, he tweeted this picture out. His grandfather was a coal miner. The coach's grandfather was a coal miner in Kentucky. Just like this man right here. This man raced home to get to his son to take him to the game. No time for a shower. Does this man from Pikeville, Kentucky love his job? I don't know, probably not. <laughs> Maybe, doesn't matter. He works hard and he provides for his family. It is sacred. Calipari said, I've thought a lot about my grandfather, again, who was a coal miner. I've also had the privilege to go underground with the coal miners in Kentucky and a comment stuck out to me. The coal miner said, we go down together, we come up together. Coach Calipari said, they work for each other, the ultimate teammates. We need more men like that coal miner in every profession, whatever it is, wherever it is. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, so whatever, whatever, excuse me, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Let's bring that back, at least in our own lives. Politics by Faith, if you're listening on the podcast, thank you for being here. And if you're on the TV, this is Road to Midterms. We'll be back tomorrow. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.